Well, we've got two Bible readings today, and the first one is from John chapter 7, a little bit from John chapter 9 as well, and Caleb is going to come, Caleb Parks is going to come and read that for us. In the last day of the feast, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Many of the people, therefore, when they heard the saying, said, Of a truth, this is the prophet. Others said, This is the Christ. But some said, Shall Jesus Christ come out of Galilee? Hath not the scripture said that Christ cometh of the seed of David, and not out of the town of Bethlehem where David was? So there was a division among the people because of him. They brought to the Pharisees him that after time was blind, and it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Then again the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight. He said unto them, He put clay upon mine eyes, and I washed and do see. Therefore said some of the Pharisees, This man is not of God, because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. Others said, How can a man that is a sinner do such miracles? And there was a division among them. John 10, verse 14 to 19. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. At these words, the Jews were divided again. Can you hear me okay? There we go. I don't know what shape John Graham's ears are, but this really, I'm struggling with this, so um, ho- hopefully, hopefully it stays on and you can, and you can hear me throughout. Um, this, is, this is an important day. It's an important day because it's a BB enrollment here in Hill Street, but does anybody else know what is happening today, what's starting today? Anyone know? The World Cup, okay, later on today, the World Cup in Qatar is starting. Now, put your hand up if you're excited about that. I was expecting quite a bit in the middle. Yes, that's fair enough. Anyone else excited about the World Cup? No? A few hands going up, all right. One of the interesting things about this World Cup is that it's really divided opinion. Some people are super excited that it's happening because it's football, and some of the days there's going to be four football matches in a day. So if you love football, that's very exciting. But there's lots of other people who really aren't happy that this World Cup is happening. Let me tell you a few things about it. It's the first World Cup to be held in an Arab nation. It's the first World Cup to be held this late during the year due to the extreme summer climate in Qatar. It's the smallest country to ever host the World Cup. So actually, for lots of those reasons, it's very unique. It's quite a cool World Cup. Something like this has never happened before. But there's lots of reasons that people aren't happy about it. 
FIFA, who organized the World Cup, have been accused of accepting bribes. Now, I'm just saying accused, okay, so don't come, don't come complaining to me afterwards, to award the World Cup to Qatar. And, of course, the biggest issue that most people have is the human rights issues in Qatar. There's lots of immigrant workers who people feel aren't treated properly. There's minority groups who aren't treated properly in the country either. And lots of people aren't happy that the World Cup has ended up in Qatar. Opinion is very much divided about what is going to start this afternoon. But actually, we can have divided opinions about lots of things. And I'm going to have a little quiz this morning to see what the good folks of Hill Street think about a few things, okay? And to see how divided your opinion is. So here's the first one. Port Rush or Port Stewart, okay? Put your hand up if you would rather go on a Sunday afternoon to Port Rush. Put your hand up to see. Okay, put your hand up if you'd rather go to Port Stewart. Okay, all the chavs are in then, that's fair enough. <laughs> Going to go for a wee drive along the promenade later on. More chavs than not, big surprise to me. Nigel, I wasn't expecting that. Okay, here's the next one. TikTok or Snapchat? I apologize if you don't know what either of those are, okay? Put your hand up if you prefer TikTok. Okay, a few people. Who prefers Snapchat? Okay, Snapchat's the winner. Okay, they're very good. Next one. Marvel or DC? Put your hand up if you prefer Marvel. Okay, that's the opinion really isn't that divided there. Anyone prefer DC? Okay, a couple. Okay, well done for holding out and saying what you really think. What about this one, Netflix or Disney Plus? I'm sure most of us can join in with this. Who's for Netflix? Who's for Disney Plus? Okay, okay, that's pretty, that's pretty down the middle. Okay, very good. What about this, Chippy or Chinese? We can all buy into this one, can't we? Put your hand up for the Chippy. Put your hand up for the Chinese. Oh, wow. So lots of the boys said Chippy, but... Most of everyone else said Chinese. I'll not go into which chippy or Chinese because we'll be here for a long time if we're doing this. What about this? Brussels sprouts. Give me a thumbs up if you love your Brussels sprouts. A surprising number, I have to say. Give me a thumbs down if you're not a big fan. Okay, kind of, I was anticipating that, boys. Okay, we've had some for the young ones. Here's one for the older folks. Sean Connery or Roger Murr. Put your... Put your hands up if you're a Roger Murr person. Have you watched James Bond before, folks? Yes. <laughs> Just checking. Roger Murr, anyone? Who's thinking Sean Connery? Okay. Oh, okay. Very popular. All right. A couple more people. Thumbs up or thumbs down. Okay. Donald Trump. Let me see a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Okay. Perhaps no man in uh, recent memory, has divided opinion quite so much. What about Taylor Swift? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Most of the people who put a thumbs up to Donald Trump have put a thumbs down to Taylor Swift. Make of that what you will. What about this man, Cristiano Ronaldo? I know. Thumbs up or thumbs down, let me see. I'm afraid I have to say my thumb has changed in the last week. From thumbs up to very much thumbs down, okay? My opinion has changed 
because he has insulted my manager and I am not very happy about it, okay? But as you can see, there's lots of things, lots of places, lots of food, lots of people who divide our opinion, particularly in the past week, Cristiano Ronaldo. But I think it would be fair to say that in all of human history, no one has quite divided opinion like Jesus. We're coming up to Christmas, and you see it at the very start of his life. Shepherds came to worship him because they had been told from the heavens that he was the Savior. Wise men came from afar because they understood that he was the king of kings. Yet the reigning king, King Herod, was so afraid of this baby, so terrified of what he would do, that he ordered all of the young boys killed in the hope that Jesus wouldn't survive. And throughout his life, over and over again, we see that Jesus divides opinion. That's what our Bible readings were about this morning. Three different sections of John's gospel. But the reaction from the sections is always the same. In John chapter 7, Jesus says that anyone who is thirsty, anyone who is in need of having their soul refreshed, can come to him And when they do, out of them, rivers of living water will flow. And what are we told in verse 43? That the people were divided because of Jesus. In John chapter 9, Jesus has just healed a blind man. And you think, isn't that incredible? Who could ever think that that was a terrible thing? But yet, because Jesus did it on the Sabbath... Opinion is divided. They think he is a sinner because he has done this wonderful thing on the Sabbath. And then in John chapter 10, our most recent reading, Jesus tells the people that he is the good shepherd. So good a shepherd that he is going to lay down his life for the sheep. He is going to give himself up for them. And what is the reaction? We're again told the Jews who heard these words were divided. Over and over and over again during his life, Jesus divided opinion. We see it on the cross. As Jesus hangs on the cross, some people mock him and laugh at him as a nobody. Some people weep and mourn because before their eyes, they see their Savior, the one that they followed. Just like I have changed my opinion on Cristiano Ronaldo this week, we see at the cross someone who changes their opinion about Jesus. Mark chapter 15, one of the centurions who took him to the cross after seeing all that happened as he died, says, surely this man was the Son of God, a changed opinion about Jesus. And to this day, for thousands of years since he walked this earth, Jesus has been dividing opinion. There are billions of people 
who have followed him, billions of people who have trusted him and said, yes, I believe that you are my shepherd. I believe that you have given your life for me. And, And billions of people who haven't. Billions of people who have turned away. Billions of people who have said, no, he's a madman or he's a fool or he never existed in the first place. No one has ever divided opinion quite like Jesus. People during his life and ever since have been saying he's the Savior and he's Lord, or saying he's a fool and he's crazy. But there's a third group of people, I think, people who don't think he's the Savior or he's the King of Kings, people who don't think he's a madman or a fool, but people who will say, yeah, he was a pretty nice guy, wasn't he? You know, he said some good things and he did some good things and some of his his teachings were really nice. You know, Jesus was a a good teacher. He was a good guy. But C.S. Lewis reminds us that Jesus really hasn't left that option open for us. Let me read you a little quote from his book, Mere Christianity. This is what Lewis says in it. I am trying here to prevent anyone saying the really foolish thing that people often say about him. I am ready to accept Jesus as a great moral teacher, but I don't accept his claim to be God. That is the one thing we must not say. A man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic on the level with a man who says he is a poached egg or else he would be the devil of hell. And then he says this, and that's what we've been thinking about this morning. You must make your choice. Either this man was and is the son of God or else a madman or something worse. But let us not come with any nonsense about him being a great human teacher. He has not left that open to us. He did not intend to. So C.S. Lewis reminds us that it's actually crazy to say that Jesus was a nice man who taught nice things. He was a good teacher and a good guy. C.S. Lewis says he didn't leave that option open for us. He claimed to be God. He claimed to be the good shepherd who would lay his life down for us. Either he's a madman or a fool, or he is exactly who he said he is. And of course, the big question that we've already asked this morning is, who do you say that Jesus is? Boys, family and friends, this church and this BB company is wonderful for many reasons. Boys, I'm sure when you go to BB, you have great fun. I'm sure it helps you to develop your gifts and your abilities and what you can give to society. I'm sure it helps to build a sense of community and a sense of friendship. And boys, those are all wonderful things. And leaders, those are all brilliant things for BB to do. But we never want to shy away from the fact that BB is chiefly there 
to call boys to answer that question, who do you say Jesus is? And not just to call them to answer that question, but to help them to understand how, to open up the Bible with them, to show them the things that Jesus did and the things that Jesus said, and then call them to make an answer. Who do you say he is? That's what the church is here to do. That's what BB is here to do. Leaders, that is chiefly your job, to help these boys to understand who Jesus is so that they can answer that question for themselves. And we will not be shy about it. As a church, as BB, as followers of Jesus in this place, it is our hope, it is our prayer for every boy sitting here and for every single person gathered here this morning, that when Jesus asks you that question, who do you say I am? that you won't make the mistake of saying, well, just a nice guy who said good things. Or you won't say that you're a lunatic or a crazy person. But God will open your eyes so that you can say, Jesus, you are my shepherd. You are the son of God. You are my savior. And you are the savior of the world. No one in all of history has ever divided opinion quite like Jesus Christ is. But this morning, it's our hope and our prayer for these boys who sit here that they can answer that question and say that Jesus is their Savior.